Hello, and welcome to TP's Music Talk Podcast. My name is Ryan Ford. And I'm Nick Replinger. And you can find us at our website, tpmusictalkpod.wordpress.com. And you can also find us at anchor.fm forward slash tpmusictalkpodcast and other major podcasting platforms by searching for TP's Music Talk Podcast. You can find us on other social media as well, like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Tumblr, and others by searching for TP Music Talk Podcast or for TP Music Talk Pod on Twitter. Just look for our logo. And you can also email us at tpmusictalkpodcast at gmail.com. We also have shared playlists on Apple Music and Spotify that you can check out by searching TP's Music Talk Podcast as well. And don't forget to click the link in the description and leave us a voice message on Anchor. And feel free to leave us a message or a review anywhere you're listening. It really helps us out. And don't forget, donations are always appreciated. You can find a link to donate in the description of any of our episodes. No part of our show can be reproduced without permission or written consent. Hey Ryan, what are you doing this weekend? Yeah, man. I'm hanging out with McKay. We're going to take a look at his latest engravings and talk about giveaways for I Engrave stuff. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Especially about those giveaways. And you know, I was on the internet the other day and I saw these ads for these other engraving services. And man, their prices are expensive. Yeah, man. A lot of those other engraving companies will charge you up the wazoo for things. But I've noticed that McKay's company, they have items that are priced very reasonably, making it affordable, especially this year, to get a personalized and really impactful gift. Get your parents something that is heartfelt with your signature, or you can even do a letter in your own handwriting on something. Oh yeah, that's right. And you can even send a scan of your handwriting on a letter, and they can engrave it onto a sign, a bottle, or whatever you can think of. The possibilities are endless with them. Yeah, and right now, if you're in the checkout area, you can type in TP10 in all caps in the promo code box, and you'll get an extra 10% off. A gift from us. Go to iengravestuff.com today. Hello, and welcome back to Transmitter. I'm Ryan. And I'm Nick. And we are here yet again to talk about some more music. Big surprise. Whoa. Um, <laughs> we, we don't have much housekeeping today before we get started. The only thing I can think of to tell you guys is Nick and I will be doing a photo shoot here later this month and hopefully getting some new photos to put on our website. If you haven't checked out our website in a little while, uh, hopefully by the time this episode is up or soon after, we will have some new photos and some fresh content on our website for you to enjoy. Aside from that, I can't think of anything. Can you, Nick? No, I think that's pretty much everything. Um, but what we have planned for tonight's episode, we're kind of making this our last hurrah for rock. And we're going to, after this episode, we're going to try and jump into another genre. We're thinking most likely hip hop. We might change it. We're still trying to make up our minds. But for tonight, we're going to talk about two separate albums that both Ryan and I chose. Mine, which we'll talk about first, is Dead Set Society, and then Ryan's, um, he chose... Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge by My Chemical Romance. Yeah, so we hope you enjoy it, and yeah, well, we'll I guess we'll get right into it. 
Sounds good. And uh, yeah, so when we say it's our last hurrah for Rock, I mean, we are going to revisit Rock at some point. And, you know, we'll probably go a lot more in depth when we do come back to it. You know, our first 10, 11 episodes here have been mainly to kind of establish and, and get our sound right and just briefly talk about, you know, very topically and casually about the Rock genre because that's what we grew up with. And I mean, everybody, I, I think the majority of people uh, like Rock music and are interested in it so we figured that would be a good place to start but yeah so that was kind of our our thought and you know for those of you that love rock music and are sad that we're steering away from it don't worry we will come back to it and we'll be talking uh you know we'll probably even talk about metal music and some of the harder rock genres at some point as well but yeah so Dead Set Society so Dead Set Society is a Canadian rock group although they are originally formed as My Darkest Days. So when they My Darkest Days first formed, you know, they had a number one active rock charts hit. They were discovered by Chad Kroger of Nickelback and they had their first single porn star dancing and you know they they rose up into fame and it got a lot of radio play and then they were having some kind of difficulties and they went on hiatus and then Matt Walsh then left for three days grades. You can check out all that on what when we talked about our Three Days Grace episode and, and what happened with Matt Walsh after that. But after that, My Darkest Days was kind of over. And so basically Dead Set Society, well, first they, they formed um, as Never Say Die and then later renamed themselves as Dead Set Society. And they have one album that came out in 2017 called Destroy and Rebuild. And the reason why I chose why I wanted to do this album, I listened to the album when it first, well, not the album, but they had their first single come out in 2017 and boy i was very impressed with it and i listened to it over and over and over but for some reason i didn't listen to the rest of the album and then just maybe like a week and a half two weeks ago i was like i saw the single like a nightmare and i was like why didn't i listen to the rest of the album and i did and like whoa i was very blown away i love every single track on this album which is why i wanted to talk about them as my choice for an album for this last rock themed episode yeah, and, and just kind of to mirror your sentiments there, I feel like it kind of fits in perfectly. Their sound is very similar to what you and I grew up with. Uh, they're connected to a lot of bands that we've already talked about, and I really enjoyed the album too. Nick uh, told me about it a week or two ago, and I had downloaded their EP a year or two back, and I was going to check it out but never did. And then when Nick told me to listen to it, you know, I revisited it. And yeah, it's an amazing album. Anyway, uh, I'll let you take it away from here. Alrighty, so if you go onto their their website, you know, deadsetsociety.com, they have a little bit of a little introduction of who they are and where they came from. And I'm just gonna go ahead and read that for you guys. So when you pull it up, it says, we are Dead Set Society. Dead Set Society is a rock band from Toronto, Canada. It's not often a platinum selling band with a number one song in the US announces they're going on hiatus. But that was the case when My Darkest Days singer Matt Walsh was given the opportunity to front Canadian rock legends Three Days Grace. Dead Set Society, formerly known as Never Say Die, started in the front passenger seat of My Darkest Days bandwagon. We had a relentless tour schedule, says Reed Henry, lead vocals and guitar. During our overnight drives, I'd squeeze through the small window of the front of the bus and stay up riding, singing, and occasionally wedging my laptop on the dashboard to record. Over the next year, Dead Set Society remained a studio project of Reed and My Darkest Days bandmate Brandon McMillan on bass. 
and 2016, Reed's demos caught the interest of producer slash engineer Evans, Blue, Parabell, Scarlet White, and drummer Age of Days, Mike Langford. The band began recording an EP that evolved into an album. With the addition of Mike's longtime tour mate and singer slash songwriter Dane Hardsell, guitar and vocals, what started out as a dream for Reed, Dead Set Society has quickly become a reality. With their debut album, Destroy and Rebuild, released early 2017 as Never Say Die, their single Like a Nightmare picking at number three on Sirius XM Octane's Big Uns Countdown, media-based US Top 40 Active Rock, and Top 30 Canada Active Rock, over 2.5 million streams on Spotify and 100 plus shows since hitting the road in January 2017, its apparent Dead Set Society has positioned themselves to continue off where my darkest days left off. Yeah, so sorry for like the lengthy kind of introduction there, but I, I mean, that kind of wraps up what the band is about, where they came from. Um, and it's in their own words and uh, kind of like where they came from and how they kind of formed and where they came to be. And I think it just paints a clear picture of who they are. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and getting into the album, you know, uh, it, they're popular singles off of it. Well, well, you've got Like a Nightmare, which, I mean, hits so hard from the get go. It's the second song on the album. The whole album is very, very well produced and very clean cut. They definitely had a vision for it, I feel like. Yeah, like I think, you know, he knew what he wanted to write and how it went. And I feel like that there's a lot of elements of Dar My Darkest Days still in there, but it still has other hints. Like Ryan has told me that he feels like they got a Linkin Park feel, right? And Yeah, like some of the riffs remind me so much of early Linkin Park, like maybe Meteora Days or Hybrid Theory. They also have uh, other influences, I think. You know, you can definitely almost catch a little bit of a Nickelback vibe. You definitely have some My Darkest Day, uh, Days type sound. And then honestly, I think it sounds a little bit like a Three Days Grace record as well. Yeah, and I definitely, th you can tell that they really look up to Three Days Grace and that you know, they're good buddies and friends with them. I mean, which makes sense because Mark Walst was used to be their, their front man until he went left for Three Days Grace. But I'm sure there's still plenty of influences from My Darkest Days that still fall into this band that can give kind of a Three Days Grace feel to this. Going into, you know, some of the songs on here, I mean, there's just so much to choose from. Like every single song on this album i absolutely love there's not one i dislike i mean it's kind of hard to rank them but i definitely think like a nightmare which was the first single from the album i don't know if the other ones ever made it to single status or not but they're just great all altogether songs um my personal favorite probably would be desperate times that one was really good. Um, of course, Automatic and Numb and Since You've Gone Away were really good ones too. And then surprisingly, I didn't like it at first, but Rearview Mirror has grown on me as well. Oh, yeah. And, and those would be some of my favorites as well. I really liked Like a Nightmare, Automatic, uh, Since You've Gone Away is a great opener. Desperate Times is great. I like the the sounds and instrumentation on Born Again. I, I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite songs on there, but it definitely, I, I just, I don't know, it has a Linkin Park vibe to it. And that's something else I want to bring up as we talk about this. You know, another reason we wanted to talk about this album is it just reminds both of us, I think, so much of the music we grew up with and the music that we've talked about so far on this show. You know, as we're kind of just saying our sentimental goodbyes to rock and roll today, we just felt like it was a good one to talk about. Yeah, so, but I don't know, what else do, did you think about the album as you listened to it the past, I, I guess, week, week and a half? What, what are some thoughts and impressions that you get from Dead Set Society? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm <clears throat> I'm definitely very excited to see what they do going forward. I feel like this album is is really good and hits really hard. It definitely is has a hard rock vibe to it, which I enjoy. I think that the vocals and instrumentation are great. Yeah, I'm, I'm just excited to see more from these guys. And I think it's so cool that they were able to carry on even after Matt Walsh left. Because, you know, Adam Gontier created his own band, St. Sonia, and then Matt Walsh moved to Three Days Grace, and now these guys are going. It's really just a trio of amazing artists and music. So it's it's been fun to watch. Yeah, and I'm really hoping that they come up with another album. I mean... This album came out three years ago, so hopefully they'll come out with something new because that's the typical, I guess you could say, cycle for most rock bands and artists where they come out with an album and it takes maybe about a year, year and a half to make, and then they tour in that for three years. But of course, also with the quarantine happening, you know, everything in the entertainment and media industries has kind of been put on the haul. And so I'm hoping that these guys weren't hit hard by that. I haven't heard anything about that, but I'm hoping that they're, they're still going to come out with new music and that they'll still be doing well because when i listen to this album it's like i love absolutely love that hard heavy distorted guitar i mean it's one of the things that got me loving three days grace so much it's like there's not you know two you know significant two lead and rhythm guitars like maybe you might hear with um avenged sevenfold but it's just one guitar that just hits you so hard when you this is just like boom you know <laughs> no i i know yeah. exactly what you're saying like and i was talking to you about this before we started i feel like a lot of their riffs hit really hard and, and they actually allow time for the listener to breathe you know you'll get hit with a really hard lift and they actually will pause for a few seconds before you get hit with the next one like it yeah. was very well thought out and i love the way the guitar sounds and they even have like some electronic sounds in a lot of in a lot of ways it kind of is a throwback to new metal as well i don't know it's it's just such a good and kind of unique album in this time period i feel like there's not a lot of rock albums coming out that sound like this anymore no it's it's kind of a, a rare gem i guess you could say and that's what i love about it because yeah i also love the the techno keyboard sounds that you have throughout the album yeah i think it's in every single song on here um but when you get that heavy distorted guitar but then you get those techno-y sounding things from the synth on there i don't know it's just such a good mixture in it and that's where i get the lincoln park feels you know from this album yeah. <clears throat> the only uh, really critiquing that I personally can do with this one, and it's, it's just my thoughts and opinions on it, is um, I, I feel like there, there's more than a few songs that are kind of uh, like love songs. And um, I, I don't know, may, maybe just at some points they're sounding a little bit generic. I would have liked to see them delve a little deeper on some of their lyrics on some of these songs. But I mean, that's just getting nitpicky with it, honestly. I love every song on here and I think they sound great too. Yeah, because I mean, in my personal opinion, when it comes to the songwriting the, and the lyrics, I think they're very well thought out personally. Although there are a few love songs on here, but there are the other songs that are about totally different things. Like um, the love songs that are on here are automatic, desperate times, although that's more of like, just, you know, just telling your ex to get lost. But <laughs> <laughs> I think... I can't remember if it was Fall Apart, one of them, or, or not. I can't remember. Yeah, I think Something Left to Save was kind of um, romantically oriented, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, that's just getting nitpicky with it on my end. Um, and it is their first album that they've put together as well. So 
typically bands when they first when they release their first album they aren't quite at their peak yet yeah i mean like although sometimes oh, with a lot of bands their second album is the one that's that's the top and then it's just downhill from there <laughs> yeah I, I mean there's yeah. exceptions yeah. To, to everything like always when it comes to music but yeah but either way i think this one was a great and solid album i have absolutely love it i'm still listening to it and you know learning and memorizing the lyrics as I, as I listen to them some of these songs i've been listening to over and over on repeat like i'm um, desperate times was one of those and so was automatic as well and over the past you know couple years like a nightmare was also one of those that i listened to a lot as well because it was the only one i really listened to off the album when it first came out yeah, and I'm excited to continue listening to it. I've listened to it all the way through uh, a couple times, but I definitely need to delve into it a little bit more and get more familiar with it because I'm loving it. But I feel like this is also a good time to bring up, and we'll talk about this more at the end as well, but it has been kind of a hard time right now. Um, it, 2020 has been a little rough for everyone, I think. There were... Yeah fires in australia you know we've got the pandemic going on with the coronavirus um, and then now all the political unrest with the riots over george floyd going across the country and yeah yeah and, and we kind of want to say uh, you know just kind of tell you what we think about that and you know we've got something kind of put together to share with you at the end of this episode so yeah we'll we'll come back and circle around to that later but but yeah it's nice to find i guess the whole point of us saying that it's nice to find something like this in this time of, I guess you could say, turmoil for everybody because nobody really seems to be happy with what's going on in the world right now. No one seems to like the status quo or anything, and everybody wants to get back to the way things were. But it's kind of hard to say that things are going to go back to the way they were with all these big things that have been going on. I mean, it kind of feels like the world is evolving, but people were kind of happy how it was before, although there are some things that still need to change too. But... It's nice to see, to find something like this, you know, just it's from three years ago. And it's like, wow, this was a really nice album for me and for my personal music taste, just to be like, whoa, I was very pleasantly surprised by this album. And I've been loving listening to this album because I have a half hour commute to work every day. And so I've just been putting this on and listening to that and I'm just jamming out into it and it makes my commute all that much more better. I mean, music has that powerful effect on us for most everybody, if not everybody. I mean, like music is an escape and a release. And I think a lot of us need that during these times. Yeah, well said, man. Well said. I, I mean, I couldn't agree more as usual. And, and yeah, we need music in these times. And, you know, we need uh, music to bring us all together. And, you know, that's it. And we wanted to talk about all this today because, you know, as we're closing out talking about rock and roll, you know, we wanted to take a look back at our roots and the past. And we wanted to look at what's going on right now and try to find some happiness in all of yeah. it. Yeah. So. And so then I think that brings us, I mean, I think we've said everything that we need to say about Dead Set Society and their album Destroying Rebuild. Unless you want to add any other things, I think this would be a perfect time to transition into the past of going to My Chemical Romance. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I can think of to say is, uh, you know, if you haven't listened to it, go ahead and check it out because it's it's not a super mainstream album, I feel like. And if, if you like hard rock, this one might just be up your alley. But yeah, getting into My Chemical Romance, I feel like we haven't talked about them a whole lot on this show so far. Yeah, which is kind of surprising because My Chemical Ramance is one of those bands that's going to become, you no, know, even though they did 
they disbanded, you know, I don't know how long ago it was. It was a long time ago they disbanded. It was after 2010. So, I mean, we're going on... Uh, Almost a decade ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although recently, before, you know, the pandemic and everything, they did come back for a reunion tour. And, man, that exploded. It was huge. They would sell out arenas. Like, I even looked into getting tickets for their show in Las Vegas. And it was like... Because I was willing to drive all the way down there just to see them because, you know, I was that big of a My Chemical Romance fan. And at the top of the arena, you know, in the nosebleed section, their tickets were $500 each. Yeah, just Those insane. were the cheapest tickets, $500 to see them, and they sold out. Yeah, they're still very popular and still very uh, mainstream today, uh, which is funny because when they came out, you know, they kind of went with... They were in the whole goth punk scene, and oh, yeah. you know, which was popular back in the time, but kind of has faded out i think over the years but just they were so genuine and original that they're still very popular today yeah and they're definitely going to be one of those bands that's going to be the cult classic following where people are still going to listen to their music decades later kind of like nirvana or the cure or metallica you know bands like that that'll probably be famous for many generations to come yeah, absolutely. And I feel like they're most well known for uh, their album, you know, The Black Parade. Welcome to The Black Parade. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that album was the, the anthem of our generation. I mean, yeah. like, I mean, I think most people who are around our age, they, they would say that the, the album and the song was just something that, that they loved. And when they hear it, they just go out of stop and listen to it because it means something so much to us in our generation. Kind of like how Smells Like Teen Spirit was the anthem for a lot of people of that era and generation. Yeah, exactly. And it, so I was tempted to talk about that one, to, to have us talk about that album, because it was very influential and will be for a very long time to come. But I feel like their album right before that, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge, that came out in 2004, is kind of a secret hidden gem of My Chemical Romance, uh, which is why I wanted to talk about it today. It was the follow-up to their album, I Brought You My Bullets, You Brought Me Your Love, and pretty much every My Chemical Romance album has some sort of concept to it. And the, the concepts were a little looser in their first two albums. But Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge does have a bit of a concept to it. Uh, Gerard Way, the singer for My Chemical Romance, he's never actually confirmed this, but the listeners have put together uh, sort of a concept that goes along with their first two albums. So the album I Brought You My Bullets, You Brought Me Your Love, which came out two years before, was supposed to be kind of about uh, two lovers that were running from a town that was invaded by vampires. At least that's what uh, some people will say. It has, hasn't been confirmed by Gerard Way. And then uh, the album Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. Uh, so, so at the end of their first album, the the gentleman's lover actually dies. And in the album Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge, uh, it's the story of the gentleman making a deal with the devil in order to try and bring his love back from the dead. Anyway, that's all very conceptual and technical and who knows if it's true, but... I have something very interesting because, um, I mean, I loved My Chemical Romance growing up and listening to them, but I never really listened to all their albums all the way through from start to finish like I did with a lot of albums later on in high school because I discovered My Darkest Days in, in um, junior high, in which... I would just listen to songs that I really liked and listen to those ones a lot. And then maybe the rest of them I wouldn't give them a second glance. And so it's kind of interesting because I had no idea that those were concept albums. I thought the Black Parade was their only concept album, but then Ryan 
told me that theory. He's like, oh, wow, interesting. And I want to go back and listen to I gave you my bullets, you gave me your love, and then go into Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge and see if I can piece together what my theory is on the those two concept albums. You've heard it a million times, but that's because it's worth it. I engrave stuff. Need something engraved? I engrave stuff. Need some gifts for holidays and birthdays that are actually cool and can be totally personalized to your liking? I engrave stuff. Check out their social medias. I see an Instagram giveaway very often, and they're actually legit. Connect by going to iengravestuff.com. Another thing they have is an engraving service. If you have a thermos or a bottle or a baseball glove or anything you can think of, all you have to do is get in touch with the awfully friendly people from iengravestuff.com, and one of their laser experts can get an estimate to you. It's super simple, and they work hard to make it easy to explore your engraving ideas. And if you go to iengravestuff.com and you're shopping, be sure to type in TP10 in all caps in the promo code box at checkout. That'll get you 10% off. Check out iengravestuff today. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of different theories. That's just one of them. And and like I said, nothing has been confirmed. But, you know, a lot of their uh, really hardcore fans really appreciate these albums because they kind of have a story built into them that they've found. And uh, anyway, it, to kind of get into the album itself, uh, I'm going to read the summary from Apple Music here really quick. It says, On their mainstream breakthrough, My Chemical Romance flash impressive hardcore metal and goth punk bona fides gnarly thrashing riffs announce thank you for the venom while the mosh fomenting give em hell kid and to the end boast charred guitars and gerard way's vocal desperation yet three cheers for sweet revenge shows an obsession with duality lyrics contrast life and death pleasure and pain darkness and light this adds thematic depth and gives mellower moments like the curesque grayscale moodiness in the ghost of you room to flourish so i mean that's that's a pretty good summary of what the album sounds like and and the genre of it i would say and uh yeah listening to the album um because you know i listened to this one all from track one to what track 13 yeah 13 and it's like it was interesting to listen to it's like wow yeah the this album when it comes to their riffs and the music it's very chaotic i feel and i and if it does fall into that theory of he's making a deal with the devil to get his love back. It makes a little bit of sense why it's so everywhere with the guitars and the riffs and the music. Because going back to Dead to Society, it's all very smooth and it's all very similar and it just straight line. And I feel like this album, Three Tears for Street Revenge, it's all over the place. It's very chaotic, but it's still very pleasant to listen to at the same time as well. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's very emotional at at certain points. Like, uh, you know, it, the very first song, for example, Helena. It's actually a song that Gerard Way put together in memory of his grandmother who had passed away. You know, so Helena or So Long and Good Night. You you can feel the emotion in his voice as he's singing that song. Yeah, and I remember growing up, um, Helena. I think was actually the very first song I ever heard by Mad Chemical Romance. I discovered the. Mu- the music video on um, on YouTube back in junior high, and I didn't like it, so I never finished the music video. I was like, yeah, I didn't really like that. And then later on, I found another song. I found the Black Parade, and that's what really got me into them. So I was like, oh, I don't really like that song, but listening to it now, I was like, wow, why did I not like this? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I love it now, but maybe it's just because my music taste and 
stuff has has changed a little bit since then but i love it and it's a it's a golden track on here i think and i think they just add so much more to it you know that it's about gerard Way's grandmother yeah well and it's, it's funny you say that because i feel like as i've gotten older i've learned to appreciate this band more just because i feel like there's a lot of dark and kind of adult concepts in in all of their songs i, I mean just look at the black parade i mean that's a concept album about a man who has cancer yeah you know which is a very adult and and kind of morbid uh concept yeah, i mean that's why gerard way you know during that era of my chemical romance he cut his hair and dyed his hair bleach blonde for those who have had cancer you know gone through chemotherapy and all that stuff yeah yeah and, and there are other songs on here you know all concepts aside you know there's some very enjoyable songs on here if you're just looking for you know a song that kind of boasts teenage angst like i'm not okay i promise is a great <laughs> you know great um hurrah to teenagers i feel like mm -hmm. um you've also got thank you for the venom which is that one is my new like i had never heard that song before i listened to the album all the way through it was one of those i just always skipped over oh my gosh i love the guitar in that one it's like it's just so da -da 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 -da. you know it's like whoa is this really mind chemical romance it's like it's so different because i'm so used to the the smooth but heavy guitars and this one it's you no know, it's fast paced and and i don't know how else to just to describe it it's like wow I didn't realize that they had, you know, guitarists like that in here. And it's just like, it's a really, really good one. If you love, you know, heavy destroyed guitar and very intricate riffs and melodies. Yeah. Right. Well, and I feel like this is one of their harder albums, you know, because the Black Parade was a very kind of hard rock album as well. But they kind of toned down some of the sort of scream lyrics and things. It wasn't quite as chaotic and raw. In this one, you can still hear a lot of the rawness that they were known for in the beginning yeah like i feel like there's not i mean there's a little bit of in there but you know there's it's uh, like in the black parade the album after this you hear all a little some of the bells and whistles that they added that but this one it's like you say it's more raw it's more just guitars bass drums and vocals maybe a few other you know extra tracks here and there but i feel like yeah it's a lot more I guess, authentic rather than throwing a whole bunch of things on there. Yeah, off the cuff and emotional. But at the same time, it, it was kind of uh, showing you what was what was to come, I guess, of the band. Because, I mean, it's set up very much like a My Chemical Romance album. You had a very kind of sentimental and emotional start to the album. And then the last song, I Never Told You What I Do For A Living, is a very aggressive and, and very in-your-face song that's kind of supposed to be the climax of the whole album. And I I feel like My Chemical Romance did the same thing with The Black Parade uh, with Famous Last Words. The last I song. I love that one. That's yeah. one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the last song is kind of the climax or the, the last words of the whole album. And so they always tried to push and, and give you a a very uh, good song at the very end. Yeah, and then the uh, so the singles on this one are of course Helena, and then I'm not okay, I promise. And then the third single is the Ghost of You, which is my personal favorite off of this particular album. Yeah, it has a very good build up at the end, and it's it's just a beautiful song. It's uh, aggressive and yet so mellow and um, emotional throughout the whole song. And and another thing is it is uh, it, well, I'll, I'll let you tell this because you were the one that brought it up to me. Yeah. So um, if you don't know, today's June sixth, and and June sixth in nineteen forty four was a significant day during World War Two. That was the invasion of France by the Allies into Nazi occupied France you know on d-day 
And um, this song, they kind of, you know, in their music video, they it's D-Day theme. You know, it starts off with the band. They're on a, they're at a dance floor back in 1944. And I mean, I assume, you know, and it makes it look like it's the night of June 5th before the soldiers go out to war. And like all the men and the soldiers are in their uniform on one side and all the girls are all dressed up and dolled up on the other side. And they're all just like waiting you know to for the music to start though they can start dancing it but they're all very somber they're all very serious because they know what's going to happen the next day but they're out there you know partying and celebrating you know at least trying to because they're trying to have a good time before they go off to war and it just the dichotomy of that music video and with the music oh my gosh it starts off so you know melodic and sweet and then just the hard distorted guitars when it shows them on the beaches of normandy Wow, <laughs> it's, yeah. it really hits you hard, and it's called the Ghost of You. So I mean, like, it's talking about you no, know, like, I'm here with you, but I'm going off to war, and hopefully, you know, I'll come back to you. Maybe I won't. You know, it's all up in the air. So yeah, it's it's a, a kind of a sad song, actually. Um, I I love it to death, and I love this whole record. But yeah, I, th I think you described that very well. Like they're getting ready to go out to war. And they don't know that when they get there, they're going to be met with a lot of force, you know, and, and a lot of them are going to die. And so they're trying to have as much fun as they can before they leave the next day. But it is kind of like a somber and, and foreboding tone. Um, yeah, because there's also a scene in the music video where all the bandmates, they're all soldiers who are going to go out to the war. And um, they're at the bar, you know, the night before. And, and one of the band members, you know, he's just like staring at, like into nothing at the bar. And he's like, I don't know if I can do this. And then the singer comes up to him, puts his hand on his shoulder, like, hey, man, you got this. I got your back out there. And then they're on the beaches of Normandy and they storm the beach. And then that bandmate, you know, who was, you know, having those second thoughts and all that stuff, he gets shot and Gerard Way tries to go up and try and save him. But then he has to leave him behind as he dies on the beach there. And <laughs> I mean, when, when I think about it, it's like, man, it, I mean, just imagine how many times that happened on the, on the beach there, you know, where somebody knew somebody and they went on the beach and they died and they had to leave him behind. Yeah, it, it really pulls on your heartstrings. And the fact that today is June 6th and, you know, we just kind of wanted to give a shout out and in remembrance of all of the soldiers who died on this day in order to give us our freedom here in America. Yeah, it's something that you know, that we here at Transmitter, we, we highly value because without those freedoms, we wouldn't be able to do something like this. Exactly. Um, and, and to get into another song I really enjoy on the record, uh, there's a song called Cemetery Drive. And uh, well, here, I'll read some of the lyrics really fast. Um, it says, This night walk the dead in a solitary style and crash the cemetery gates in the dress your husband hates. Lay down, mark the grave, where the searchlights find us drinking by the mausoleum door, and they found you on the bathroom floor. I miss you, I miss you so far, and the collision of your kiss that made it so hard. Their songs just have a way of making making a story. Um, it, it's it's very much like poetry, and it's, it's typically dark, and I mean, that's where they get their goth punk sound, I guess you could say, but... You know, th th some of their lyrics are just so deep and meaningful to me. Do you have any lyrics that you like on the album? Um, honestly, the ones I like the most are from The Ghost of You. Um, I had to look it up real quick. Anyways, so The Ghost of You, it starts off, I never said I'd lie and wait forever. If I died, we'd be together. I can't always just forget her, but she could try. You know, meaning like 
she should move on if I die. Yeah. It says, at the end of the world or the last thing I see, you are never coming home, never coming home. Could I, should I? And all the things that you never, ever told me and all the smiles that are ever, ever, ever going to haunt me. Get the feeling that you'll never, ever all alone. And I remember now at the top of my lungs, in my arms, she dies, she dies. And then it goes in the chorus again. And then it says, and all the things that you never told me, all the smiles that are ever going to haunt me, never coming home, never coming home. Could I, should I? I mean, and all the wounds that are ever going to scar me for all the ghosts that are never going to catch me. And then it repeats the same thing over and over. But, you know, it's just like, it's just talking about, you know, how like, you know, we're facing this hard thing, you know, and that I couldn't imagine facing something like that. The prospect of going to war and never coming back and leaving behind a loved one, something like that. I mean, especially, you know, I'm getting married next month. And if the U.S. broke into war and I had to leave for war, I don't know if I would be able to do that emotionally. Yeah. And their lyrics, like, they're very vague and yet at the same time very descriptive. Like, this, these set of lyrics are from the song To The End. And Nick, let me know if this kind of paints a picture about what he's trying to tell his listeners. It's, it says, she keeps a picture of the body she lends, got nasty blisters from the money she spends. She's got a life of her own and it shows by the bends. She drives at 90 by the Barbies and Kens. If you ever say never too late, I'll Forget all the diamonds you ate. Lost in coma and covered in cake. Increase the medication. Share the vows at the wake. Kiss the bride. To, to me, that kind of paints a picture of someone. It says she keeps a picture of the body she lends. Got nasty blisters from the money she spends. So like a, a woman, you know, it, it sounds like that has hurt him. That it might be very beautiful. Well, it sounds like, at least for what I think, when it says, you know, you got a picture of a body that that you keep is that what it says yeah a picture of the body she lends oh i mean like from that line alone it sounds like you know she probably you know might be a prostitute or something like that yeah but she's in a relationship well whether she's dating or she's married and her husband doesn't like it and but you know she does it so that she can have the money and live the high life and but when she does all those things to live that high life it just diminishes i guess maybe you know who she is and her soul and and things like that, you know, because, you know, it says you know, all the diamonds that you ate, like, I mean, you don't really eat diamonds. It's kind of, you know, like just imagery of showing it's like you try and do all this stuff, but it's bad for you. Yeah. Well, and it says, you know, if you ever say never too late, I'll forget all the diamonds you ate. So like he obviously Wants cares her about her. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. They just have a way with their lyrics of telling grand stories with a couple sentences i feel like so it's yeah. it's very cool and and i really love this album it's probably one of my one of my favorite albums of all time so i'm, I'm really happy that we were able to to talk about it today yeah i mean there's lots of great ones on here like i really liked um thank you for the venom helena that one was one i didn't like before but i love it now but yeah i mean it's a great album the ghost of you i'm not okay i promise it's just it's a really great album overall and i think if you want to get into My Chemical Romance without jumping into their peak, which is the, the Black Parade, this would definitely be one to check out, I would say. Yeah, it's a good starting point, I feel like. And if you are into goth and punk rock, I mean, this is probably one of the very best albums. <laughs> so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I would definitely, I would rank them up there with other, you know, punk greens like Green Day or, or things like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
iEngraveStuff.com is a local engraving service based in Linden, Utah. If you want an amazing engraving done on one of your personal belongings, get in touch with one of their specialists today. You might meet McKay, who is one of the main brains of the operation. He's also one of our close friends and the drummer of Nick's band, Blix10. Follow their Instagram page to stay in touch with the latest news for iEngraveStuff. And be sure to type in TP10 in all caps in the promo code box when you're shopping online at their store. I really enjoy their work. They make engraving look easy when it actually has quite a few factors that come into play. Many things can switch and cause a problem, but the pyros that I engrave stuff have it down to a science. They are continually improving their craft, which has been cool to see. If you want in on this action, look up I engrave stuff on Instagram, Facebook, and iengravestuff.com. Yep, that's the letter. I. And then engrave. And then stuff. iengravestuff.com. So yeah, I mean, um, we, we just kind of wanted to share a couple albums that we've been uh, listening to recently and that we're passionate about and that we thought would be worth talking about before we say our goodbyes to rock. No. I'm honestly a little upset. I'm a little sad. I it's It's been such a fun run and uh, I feel like we've learned a lot through our first set of episodes here. What, what were your favorite episodes that we've done so far, Nick? Well... Obviously, my favorite to um, talk about was obviously Three Days Grace because you know that's my all-time favorite band. And just I have a vast knowledge about them. I could talk about them on the fly better than any other artist out there. So it was really fun to share my knowledge and passion about them and, and the music and what that means to me. So that one probably was my favorite to record. Although doing the one with my dad was a close second, and um, of course with your mom too, I really enjoyed that one too. And, and seeing how she kind of influenced your you know styles and taste of music like my dad with did with me so those ones were fun it was also fun to do that lincoln park episode with joe yeah i mean there's lots of great episodes that we did out there i mean we also did a great one with mccabe we did one with jordan with john as well i mean we had a lot of people on here so yeah for our first uh, 11 episodes we i feel like we got some pretty interesting guests uh guests on the show so and um yeah, I, I feel like some of my favorites. I really like the Linkin Park episode. It's one of our most listened to episodes, and I think that the chemistry with you and I and Joe was was really fun and really, really great. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the episode with McKay was super fun as well. I really liked the Music Technology 101 episode. Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah. With Joe, that was a good time. Uh, you know, I, I love the episode with my mom and your dad just because it was cool to see where we came from, mm -hmm. I guess. And uh, I feel like our production had gotten a little better by that point. So the, the quality sounds a little better on those. And yeah, it's it's been such a fun run so far. And you know, we are kind of thinking that we will be headed into hip hop here. And, and you know, with, with everything going on right now, maybe it is a good time to talk about some of the the music from the african-american culture there's a lot of um, oppression going on right now and it's a rough time politically and and for the economy and we wanted to say a little bit about that really fast we we just wanted to say that you know we 
know, we stand with our brothers and sisters of, you know, the Black and African American communities. We think that everybody should be treated with equal rights, just like, you know, we all should in this country. I mean, yeah, America has not had the greatest history when it comes to, you know, people of different backgrounds. But, you know, that's the great thing about America, you know, we learn and we strive and we progress and we want to stand with everybody, you know, that you're not alone. We want to hear your voices and we want your voices to be heard. Yeah, and although some of these protests and, and these riots are getting pretty violent, and you know, violence is never a, a good way to solve anything. It, it is somewhat understandable, and you know, like Nick said, we we stand with the African American culture. And but for the the good police officers out there that you know are are just and righteous about serving justice to the people of America, we we stand with them as well, I think. Yeah, and I just want to say one thing about that, you know, because we don't want to, I don't want us to give the mixed message of like, we stand, you know, with people of color, but also we, we stand with the cops and, you know, blue lives and all, all that stuff. We want to support everybody. We don't think we necessarily need to be choosing sides when we're all on the same time. We're all from the same country. We're all Americans and we shouldn't be fighting like there is sides. Like, I, I don't think that every single cop is racist and I don't think that every single you know, black person in this country is, you know, is a hooligan who doesn't listen to the law or anything like that. I think there's just been, you know, not everybody can fall under, under the same stereotypical category of like a, a donut loving cop or, you know, uh, a black kid, you know, from, from the hood or something like that. I think we all have different, you know, backgrounds and situations and it's hard just to say, this is the way it is and this is terrible and, you know, and all of the, you know, those people from whatever side you're talking from are all bad. I mean, like, there's good people from all sides. Yeah, and we all just need to treat each other with love and kindness. And, you know, I, I do think that to some extent our, uh, our system is as far as policing is kind of uh, systemically corrupt in some ways and, and maybe needs to be revisited and revised. And, you know, hopefully as time passes, we can work out those kinks and we can all live together happily and equally as people. Yeah, and so just with saying that, um, we want to you know, leave you, you know, like we always do with some lyrics. And there's a song from, from Saint Estonia from their recent album, um, Flawed Design, that, um, also going back, you know, talking about our roots, thinking about the rock and roll, I feel like it touches on that, but it also talks about all those, you know, who have suffered from all the injustices that are going on right now in this country. It's called The Fallen. Well, and uh, it, it also throws back to, you know, Chester Bennington and Chris Cornell. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I mean, going back with our roots in rock. And Adam Gante wrote this song for musicians, you know, who tragically we lost to suicide. Know, Chester Bennington, Chris Cornell, and I know he wrote it for one other person, I can't remember their name that Adam Gontier was kind of close to. But I also feel like that the lyrics can also you know, reach out to all those who are feeling you know, those social and civil injustices in the country right now. And also, you know, it can represent those you know, who have fallen, you know, like how we talked about today is the anniversary of D-Day, you know, all those people who have fought you know, and served in the armed forces, whether it's in the military or as a local, you know, law enforcement and things like that. We want to honor the fallen you know, of whatever category that is, whether it's mental health, civil rights, or whether it's you know the tragedies of war. And so I'm just gonna go ahead and read those lyrics. I remember the way it felt, your voice inside my head, like an ocean crashing waves, punching through my hole. And the day that I tried to live, I understood it all. 
where are you, where are you, where are you now? It's the way life goes. When we are waking, we get taken. No one knows. No, I don't believe it. I can't believe it. I sing for the fallen. I sing for the fallen. I sing for the falling. You had so much left to say, fighting for your life some way. Now your memory is crawling in my skin all day. Yeah, I think that puts together a, a good picture of how a lot of people are feeling right now. And uh, gosh, I, I didn't want to end uh, our season on such a solemn note. But it, I mean, we aren't trying to make this solemn. We're just trying to reach out and, you know, hopefully let people know that it will be okay. All of this will pass and music is a great way to let out your emotions and work through stuff like this that's going on. Yeah, so and if any of you guys out there who are listening right now, if you feel like you know, you're stuck in a place and no one is hearing you and you just need a, a place to talk and listen, reach out to us and we would love to just talk to you and be there for you. Yeah. Because, you know, that's another thing what this song is about. It's about those who have fallen ill to suicide or mental illness and things like that that cause other, you know, horrific tragedies in other people's lives as well. Yeah, and definitely feel free to reach out to us. You can email us. You can send in a voice message. If you send in a voice message to us, we can even include it on future shows, maybe. Just be sure to be polite. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, guys, it has been so fun to go through this first season with you. And, and thank you for everyone who has listened. And, you know, hopefully you all enjoyed this. And hopefully you learned something over the course of it. I know I have, for sure. Yeah, so thank you so much, guys, and we'll see you on the, the next episode where we're talking about most likely hip-hop, and we hope you guys have enjoyed this as much as we have. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time.